investments. Okay, hopefully that's the real start <laughs> to the very first podcast that we do. Episode. Um, what? Very, far, very first podcast This episode. is technically the first podcast we're doing, too. Well, that some of point. us got you there. Well. Some of us <laughs> doing stuff on the side, then. <laughs> and as it is the first one, we're going to do the very best movie ever made. Ever yeah. made. There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. by Paul Thomas Anderson All from right. 2007. I don't know why uh, I'm asking you like you guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, sum it up for us. Because my name is Tyler. My name is Ken. My name is Patrick. And he's going to sum it up for us. Go. Uh, there will be blood drilling in the mud. I hate my son, so I sent him away. He isn't gay. He's just deaf. I don't know where the song's going to rest <laughs> <laughs> all right that's about as adequate as we're gonna get <laughs> all right uh i'm going to properly sum it up for us as you know since this is the first one um, yeah. i think we should we're still learning sum it up from the sum it up from the beginning i'm gonna read the back of the dvd box and uh that looks long no spoilers uh i'm gonna read it as fast as i can sweet let's do it okay there we go and we're gonna see if this properly yeah describes the thing you guys just watched yeah This widely acclaimed masterpiece and must-see American epic features the Academy Award-winning performance of Daniel Day-Lewis in parentheses Best Actor 2007. 2007. Daniel Plainview Plainview and son are independent oil men. One's a boy, not really a man. Looking for prospects in California at the turn of the 20th century. They are challenged by a young preacher, Eli Sunday, parentheses Paul Dano, whose own ambition is matched by Plainview's. Their battle forms the center of a scary, darkly comedic historical journey into the mat- into the abyss of madness. And this is in quotes. There will be blood is Paul Thomas Anderson's American Nightmare, belching fire and brimstone and damnation to hell. Hmm. It is above all a consummate work of art. Um, the New York Times. That was about and as long as the movie. I wouldn't even say that was a fraction of as long as the movie. <laughs> It descended into being grumpy. I don't know about madness. I mean, he kind of went insane at the end. If I mean, we're jumping ahead, but mm. you could say that. Anyway, uh, we're gonna go break down the plot. This might end up being a two-parter. I guess I should start. Two-parter off. for the starter. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, can I can I start off with saying something before we do this uh, long in, uh, plot summary? Feel yep. free. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I wouldn't go that far. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was. Would you say you wouldn't go that far for him, or you wouldn't go that far for yourself? Myself. Okay. I really liked it, and I thought it was. uh, I'd watch it again. Not tonight, but I'd watch it. Yeah, it's not. I would say this is one of my favorite. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid movie. I mean, I already know that. uh, Just from the offset, I should know that Patrick was joking. (laughs) I just said I was. I said it was dumb. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't he's all gonna, dumb, but he's gonna we'll say get, that, he's gonna say that for every movie. We'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say that it's one of my favorite movies ever made, probably <laughs> in my top ten, and uh, like I got, I'll probably get into that a little bit more. But I love this movie like a lot, ten out of ten. Well, um, I could probably watch it, you know, forever and still find new things that I like about it. And uh, I know a lot more people agree with me than they agree with you two dunderheads. So. I'm fine with that. Well, I don't care. <laughs> well, Ken, you're fine, but I'm looking over it to my right. <laughs> the guy who assumes that just because he hates a movie, everyone else must also. Wait. Let's take a vote. Let's I didn't see. like it. What about you, Ken? I didn't like it. What about you, Tyler? Uh, uh, I loved it. And let's oh, two see. to let's, one. Nope. Uh, nope. Let's don't see stop. what we got now, here. Now, the question is, um, does... Patrick's trying to block my view. How many has this appeared on uh, best of the decade and best of the year lists. Hmm. Crazy. I guess I win. Anybody, <laughs> anybody can uh, appear on a best of, but uh, but not you two. So, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Says the, the the ramblings of a bitter man who did not make the AFI top one hundred. Hey, that was a good movie I made. He has not made a movie. Don't look it up. <laughs> Don't bother looking that up because it does not exist. <laughs> So I guess just before we go into the plot, then why didn't what you didn't didn't you like about it, namely? I don't know what I was supposed to learn from it, uh-huh. and it took a very long time to tell me that. <laughs> to tell you what? 
The music was terrible. The music was so bad. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow, really? Two or three times, throwing something so would many start off and be like, hey, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And then yeah. they'd start doing something really stupid. And throwing all these like, things going off and different. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, I love the score. Um, also composed by Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead. So, but I will say there were some deaths and mm. fight scenes which I enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I guess we'll elaborate on those when we get to those when they are. Well, there's not much to elaborate. That was it. I think. No, <laughs> I enjoyed them. Yeah, I, not like elaborate on you enjoying one. What happens exactly? Uh, yeah. You goose. God, you're a goose. Anyway, this movie is, uh, once again, uh, even though this is the first one, uh, we've, <laughs> we've watched a lot of movies that are based on novels, and this one is no different. It's based on oil! Well, I, I, I yelled because it's called oil with an exclamation point. You have yes. to yell. Lord of the Rings is it on a novel. Idiot. It, uh, oil's written by Upton Sinclair, <laughs> um, who you guys definitely... <laughs> What's their first name? Upton. Upton? Spelled U-P-T-O-N. I buy that. Uh, he uh, wrote The Jungle. I'm sure you haven't read that, but it's considered a American masterpiece in terms of literature. Good for him. Yeah. Um, it's about the meatpacking industry um, and how shitty it was in like the early <laughs> 1900s. Uh, if you want to feel depressed, I highly recommend it. Didn't he write Dragon's Teeth? Did he write Dragon's Teeth? Yeah. I don't know, did he? I don't know. I'll just ask you. Well, you're the one positing it, so I assume you know if he did or not. <laughs> <laughs> Answer it for us, Patrick. It did. I, I know who he is. Okay. And the world's end. What's um, what's Dragon's Teeth about? I haven't read it. Um, It's a book about Dragon's Teeth. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Patrick's looking at his book right now. <laughs> We'll wait on him to get into it. This is definitely going to be a two-parter at the rate that we're going. We haven't started the movie yet. Let's go. (laughs) Was it worth it? Was it worth you looking? Dug your head. (laughs) Was it worth you looking that up to seem smart because you knew I would call you out on it? I knew it. I was looking up something else. Oh, this movie was named uh, Best Film of the 21st Century so far by the New York Times. That's just... They didn't put it on the box. Well, this, gotcha. this was this was uh, no, they didn't get me because this list was put out this year. Idiots! I'm gonna be saying idiots a lot today. I can already tell because <laughs> I'm probably gonna get defensive because I, like I said, I love this movie. So, um, I guess right off the bat, I should say, even though it's based on a book, it's very, very loosely based on it. There's like just sort of the some kind of the structure. Names. No, not even the names. Um, it's, he, he just was influenced by it. Um, and uh, he, that's why he called it There Will Be Blood, because he didn't feel it was like enough of a proper adaptation to call it oil. Well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just saying the name of the book right. It's just a loud like, echo in this room. Yeah. And now people will hear it in their cars whenever they listen to this. <laughs> hmm. Ah. <laughs> Patrick's devolved into not saying words now. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of fun facts. Um, I'm trying to remember all they are. I'll probably bring them up as I, you know, get to them. But, um, yeah. Because I do have one on the score. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually own the score and I love it. I jam out to it. Not really, but I do listen to it a lot. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into the plot. First off, there's no dialogue for about the first 14 minutes. Yeah. No, like, you hear people, like, sort of... Grunting. Grunting, and then you hear, like, no! Because some, someone gets killed, but uh, there is... <laughs> no, before that. Gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. Anyway, uh, Daniel's basically... Daniel Plainview, played by uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, is a prospector in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, and he's mining for ores. I don't know. <gasps> Never mind. Sorry. And uh, he's, you know, old man, old fashioned man, going just digging in the desert. I didn't, yep. I didn't mind this part. Really, I thought it was actually. See, this is the part where I thought you guys were immediately going to get turned off because no, I was talking. We were, no, a guy mining—that's fun. Yeah, we were having a decent enough time with that. I did yeah. notice like no one had said anything for a little while because yeah. in like in a couple of minutes, like he meets up with other people, 
yeah. and there still wasn't really any talking. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, this is going to be a two and a half hour movie where no one talks. Mm-hmm. But, I think, it, well, obviously this is the setup that he's sort of like a determined, yeah, um, is that him sort of time? ruthless yeah. guy, because um, he's uh, he dynamites, yeah, um, which, and then he goes. But, is, is he like after he dynamites, he goes down, and then the the ladder that he's climbing breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, wait. And he so, falls. <laughs> I happened. I started. I was taking notes this time again, and cool. I mean the first time, and uh, <laughs> I took one very early on because whenever he started, uh, set up the dynamite and he lit it and he started pulling all the stuff out, it exploded early, and like the stuff he was pulling out got all destroyed, and Patrick just started yelling, "My tools!" <laughs> and I'm a follow reference. Uh, for anyone that is not in the know on that one, yeah, it was um, fun. Patrick quotes that show daily, uh, the daily, show. possibly hourly. Uh, <laughs> and he falls, he breaks his leg, but and you know this wood did not look good. Yeah, yeah. But he so had he, some more. He, he gets some more. Yeah, and he crawls and he spits to... on it or what? <laughs> not really funny. Patrick's laughing at that one. Even get a chuckle from Ken. Um, <laughs> he was crawling really stupid though. Oh, yeah, Patrick he... got really mad that he was crawling on his back and his gun yeah. was on his back. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could just like use the gun to prop up and walk, but he or hobble. But he probably yeah. didn't want to ruin his gun. Well, because uh, he was he was crawling with the gun. People that on could his probably back, try so... to steal the ore that he has. I'm saying his gun was being dragged underneath him when he was crawling. Anyway, he does. I guess he since there's no talking. Obviously, it was a lot of miles that he had to crawl back to like the. They did have that shot where office. it was just like no buildings or anything nearby just a whole bunch of mountains yeah they did a pan out yeah cinematography in this movie is fucking gorgeous yeah um, I, I will give you that there was one or two scenes i was like oh even i know that's good yeah um especially in the scene that we'll probably get to well we'll definitely get to where uh, the oil there that was what i was going to talk about right and then i like the music in that scene too um he uh he gets a did he have gold or ore anyway he gets for whatever he brings he gets a claim and uh that's where we learn his name and uh then it jumps ahead i believe to 1902 that sounds right 1902 and still no dialogue uh now we've moved from new mexico to lot to sort of near los angeles and um he's started a small drilling company and there's some guys with him this time yeah still looks almost comedically unsafe still um yeah, and you make that argument throughout the whole movie. <laughs> we were kind of talking about that, like, at one point they have an oil derrick show up, and, like, you can see it kind of, like, working. And I was kind of like, I wonder if that's how that actually worked back then. Like, that'd be, like, really interesting. I would buy kind of... that's probably how it worked, because they did research. Yeah, yeah. Really I have a way to I kind of assumed. I had a way, a way to prove this. Yeah. Can we go that route? You guys have to stick with me, and it'll be worth it. I'm not All sure right. what you're talking to or... prove to see if that's how they really worked back then. Oh, okay. Huh? Yes. No. Yeah. All right. Oh, like, he's, uh... look, he's looking at something up. Um. Hoping he would have this pulled up. I'm a buzzing in uh, oil expert. <laughs> that's always good. If this doesn't work, we'll just snip it out. You should probably have clapped before you did that. You don't have to clap. That's not how it works. I'll clap on you. I'll give you the clap. This is his chance to get podcast fame. Tell him he's on the uncultured. Hey, podcast. what's up, Patrick? Hey, Adam, are you sleeping? Yeah, well, I haven't fallen asleep yet, but I am like. But... Tell him he's on the uncultured swine podcast. Well, uh, you're on speakerphone right now. Okay. Famous phone. And well, I, I've I've I buzzed you in. He works for an oil company. This is this is uh, your debut onto the Uncultured Swine podcast. Oh hey. Well, don't. Wait, am I famous now? Yeah. To like ten people. Uh, we need your we need your oil experts real quick. Expert. Okay. Expertise. Has he, uh, has he seen the acclaimed movie? It doesn't matter. Uh, yes, it does. O- old oil derricks. Is that accurate? Ask him if, <laughs> ask him if he has seen There Will Be Blood first. Have you seen the movie There Will Be Blood? Yes. Is that an accurate description of old oil derricks? Those are, yeah, like the originals. 
It worked like that? Did it work? I, I've seen one of those in real life. Did it work like that? Are you related to Daniel Plainview? Uh, Daniel Plainview. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm oh. Not. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Uh, let's. Uh, I want you to tell us your job description. I wish we could play him out with the Johnny Reed with score going. What's your job title? Just so the the people know you're a real expert. Oh, okay, okay. Give them your home phone number. What? For a, I'm a resource development engineer. Mm, fancy. For an oil and gas company. Did you yeah. work on There Will Be Blood? Huh? Were did you, you, were did you, you involved work on in the production? Dude, hang on, there's too many people talking. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Were you involved in the production of There Will Be Blood? Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I was not. Okay. I don't. Uh, I'm well. Um, All right, thanks, Adam. Thanks. Uh, do we'll you have call any, you again if we have any oil questions. Do Stay you have away. any last words? Uh. <laughs> oh no he's been cut off <laughs> i can't believe it well you heard it here first this movie was accurate, accurate because accurate, uh, accurate, accurate, our, accurate, accurate. our oil Derek expert adam <laughs> whose name is Derek, who happened to actually who i'm surprising saw the movie <laughs> um which is good i figured it was pretty accurate yeah. anyway because uh but yeah it looks super dangerous <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, we're not, even, we're not even ten minutes into the movie. Yet. Especially how dangerous it is now. Like uh, yeah. we were talking about, yeah, we were talking yeah. about that. And it was like, oh, holy crap! It must have been like just <laughs> so many people dying back then. I don't know. Well, you but. see, like they have to like bring up the oil bucket by bucket, yeah. very slowly. That guy did not like his job. <laughs> I would you either? Uh uh-uh. And he's like, Daniel's in there, like in the hole, and has to because <laughs> 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 he can't breathe down there, and yeah. uh, that probably shortens your life by quite a bit okay yes um so they 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 find oil and there's a guy down there and uh who would have thunk something breaks and <laughs> something heavy lands on his head yep. killing him yeah. this man had a baby that they Blood uh, went everywhere they established um a little bit and earlier. they had a box that they kept that baby in. yeah so like it was really funny <laughs> also he was putting oil on the child he was yeah. <laughs> and he put alcohol in the bottle and gave it to uh-huh. him so here you go that's the thing that happens later too. Daniel Kinter- c- continues that very uh, proud tradition of let's liquor up the kids to make them be quiet. <laughs> um, so then Daniel decides. I guess uh, here's a thing I'm going to probably be asking a while uh, for. I mean, not a while, but throughout this, of Daniel decides I'm going to take this kid. Yeah. Does he take the kid initially as he sees that kid? as a tool that he can use to you know because later he's throughout the movie he's like i'm a family man i think I, so i am a family man i thought okay he... i'd be i'll be completely honest yeah. i i don't know if i was not in the room at the time uh-huh. i did not know that that was the kid that he took really i just assumed I... that he <laughs> actually kind of look on this one I went to the bathroom to wash out my wisdom teeth full sockets, and Ken did not tell me that happened when I was gone, left, I guess. No, you left whenever the car was driving around. That was way later. You were here for this part. Because there's a scene There's a scene on a train where he's with the kid, and yeah. he's like looking at the kid. I, I really like this shot because it's just extended. For but maybe I didn't realize and that he took so, that kid. Can sort of... Yeah, I didn't realize that they were like two different people because everyone was covered in oil. And yeah, like... there, was a bunch of, there was more than one baby. I guess I just wasn't No, there was not more than one baby. There was a single <laughs> Are you sure? I've seen the movie. 100%, I just watched it. 100%, I did. I've seen the movie more than you guys. So. I did. I did on my notes write down his kid looks like a nerd because it's so like it's not. It I knew a, it wasn't his son. It makes a hundred percent sense because guess why is he yelling bastard in a basket later? In the movie? No, later, obviously he's yeah. not. We duh. put that together. Eventually. Oh no, duh! I'm sorry. I guess I'm the stupid one. In this I honestly situation. didn't realize it was his, not his son until he said at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> so show so much I watched. I guess which I did watch the whole thing. <laughs> So that's a winner on me. <laughs> Let's uh, keep keep prodding no, we're along. Still, we're still talking about. Uh, so, do you think that he just took that kid? Now that you know that <laughs> that was not his son, I don't but, know. I I think there's a chance he could have took it because I'm I'm reading that stuff not on purpose. I'm but... reading that first scene as because he's looking at the kid and he's I can because Daniel Day Lewis, really good actor. Kind of gets too into it, uh, reportedly. Um, but uh, 
he's like looking at this kid and he's like cha-ching <laughs> i don't know I, I maybe i'm just not cultured but i i thought at his initial plan wasn't necessarily evil it was just like ah crap we got this kid out here well it's not even that him. it's evil it's just greedy yeah, it's I, sort of about greed. I agree with Ken. I think he definitely used him later. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, this is my son. We're in this together. Yes. Well, yeah. Like <laughs> the next nerd. scene, he's like, "This is my boy." Yeah. Did you yeah. think Daniel Day Lewis was good in the movie? Yeah. Who? Like, Main it's, guy. it's like the performance oh. that people cite as like the standard of the past decade. Yeah. No, I thought you did a good job. Because a lot of people, there's some people that think he's kind of hammy. We'll, yeah, there we'll, were. We'll like, play some clips later. There were a couple clips. Across the way, I drink your milkshake. We'll play that scene. We'll get to that scene. <laughs> that scene like this entire movie. They didn't register, but as soon as that scene started, I was like, "I see a gif of this." <laughs> That's like the off-quoted scene. <laughs> anyway, uh, we jump ahead again for to 1911 to uh, Daniel trying to. Uh, um, this this is a little Boston yet. Oh wait, no, that, the little Boston's the eventual town that he goes to. Uh, yeah, this is just. I'm sure that they say, I can't remember off the top of my head, but did you catch Paul F. Tompkins at the beginning? No. You what? didn't? <laughs> Let's go back. Oh, man. Yeah, he. there's a... Um, I, I don't know if it's still on iTunes or not, but there's a podcast called I Am Here Too uh, by Matt Gorley. You should listen to it. But uh, the first episode is Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, after, with Paul F. Tompkins, who is like the king of podcasts because he's on a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, like, Ken List is credentialed. Uh, I mostly just know him from Comedy Bang Bang, where uh-huh. he's amazing. Yeah, he plays... Uh, Everything, Cake Boss, Herzog. Amy's on um, Bojack Horseman, which Ken doesn't yep. watch, but he's great on that too. Um, just a really good comedic yeah. person, personality, he is and hilarious. podcast king. Uh, he's the guy who's like mediating, and he said, "We will not win if, or we, we gain nothing by yelling over each other." Something to that effect. Um, near the beginning, he's sitting oh, right next to uh, Daniel Day Lewis, and. Um, <laughs> he tells a funny story about how he met the director and he's in another one of Paul Thomas Anderson's movie um, I believe it's Magnolia but he says that Daniel Day-Lewis made weird noises in between shots because Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> apparent uh, this is all reportedly he does not break character uh, the entire time that they're filming and he spends months and months preparing for roles um, this is a little tangent but when he was filming Gangs of New York which was set in like the 1800s he reportedly refused penicillin when he caught pneumonia huh. <laughs> uh, which mm. you know if you're trying to make a movie and try to ensure an actor you want to try to make sure that they're healthy well, yeah <laughs> he would not take modern medication uh, they huh. had to force him to take it um there's a lot of stories like that on this one too which is another period movie but uh <laughs> if you get a chance you should listen to it because he was only I, he didn't film it for very long but he has a lot of funny set stories because <laughs> there's a lot of uh just funny things that happen with uh from the one day he was on this movie <laughs> <laughs> and uh basically he's uh, introducing his son hw yeah now played by dylan freezer freezer who guess what Chicken never been in a movie before Whoa. and hasn't been in a movie since this um, because uh, Paul Thomas Anderson was like, I don't really want a kid actor. I want a, like a, a, an authentic kid. Uh-huh. After like, like looking through thousands of like, auditioning, <laughs> thousands of people, and they just put out a random thing in Texas where they were filming, and this kid came in and he's like, I think he's really good in this movie, and uh, yeah, he did fine. Um, <laughs> he didn't have to do a lot of talking. So. A, well, not just <laughs> well. Uh, after a, a while, he doesn't have to do a lot yeah. of talking. <laughs> That's jumping ahead a little bit. Um, uh, so, I'm trying to remember this whole scene. I wish I had pulled that one up, but it's just basically he's trying to get the drilling rights to this town. He's like, "Fuck it, these these people are." <laughs> I don't want to deal with people because spoiler alert, Daniel Plainview, not a huge fan of humanity in general. Uh, which he has a whole scene about later. Yeah. Uh, he names his son his business partner too, yeah. which. He refers to him. It's a family right. business. And this allows him to paint himself as like, yeah, I'm a family man. Yep. Um, so now he gets approached by Paul Sunday, played by Paul Dano. Whoa. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fun fact. First fun fact. Beep, 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 be
was talking with uh, in an interview and said he was originally only cast as Paul Sunday, who is who is Eli Sunday's brother, who will play a major part later. Yeah. Um, and another actor was cast as Eli, but Anderson decided to replace the actor playing Eli, which reportedly that actor was too intimidated by Daniel Day-Lewis, which Daniel Day-Lewis and um, Paul Thomas Anderson have said that's not the truth. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, I'd be way too intimidated by Daniel Day-Lewis, but the guy who's not taking medicine on set. <laughs> so um, uh, he was like, yeah, Paul, I want you to just play your character's brother. And this was, he had like, apparently four days to <laughs> prepare <laughs> to do that, which uh, Eli saw that a pretty meaty part. Yeah. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, he had an entire year to prepare for this part. <laughs> and I think for four days, I think Paul Dano did pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's getting ahead a little bit. Uh, so Paul's like, there's an oil deposit under yeah. my family's farm in Little Boston, yeah. California. And uh, Daniel's like, I'm going to try to swindle him out of this money or his this land. So he tries to like buy it like at a bargain price. Yeah. But um, he's like, uh, no, what what exactly is this plan? I want you guys to run it through. He <laughs> went there under the pretense that they like him and his son were rich. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Paul, like how he eventually like what he wants specifically. Like you don't have to give me the amount of like money that he wants, but like. Oh, Paul, I thought he just wanted money to, like, get started. Right. Church. No, that's what Eli wants. Yeah. Paul was the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he just wanted cash to, like, start up his own business and right. get away from the farm. Like the smart thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, basically... Uh, so he sold he, out his family a little bit, but... At the same time, his family sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, basically, uh, Daniel and H.W., they take him up on yeah the deal. HW is also like what eleven at this point, so yeah. I don't want to make it sound like he's like an adult at this point. Uh, it's mainly Daniel and his uh, business partner, yeah. played by um, what's his name, uh, Syrian Hines. Oh yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's, he was in Game of Thrones uh, this past couple seasons as uh, Mance Raider, uh, the leader of the Wildlings. Yeah, get shot by an arrow by John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he gets set on fire. Spoilers. Spoilers. Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> you're not talking. Hmm? You're just sort of looking over there tired. No. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> describing the plot. I am. I want you to participate. I am. Is he? Yeah. Not really. But it's fine. He's We're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, so he decides to travel to little Boston. Um, and he... Uh, okay, Ken, you were... Uh, sorry, I interrupted. You go through the... Oh, yeah. So they went there... Under the pretense that they were rich and wanted to go quail hunting. Mm -hmm. And they use that as an excuse to go out and look for the oil. Yeah, there was like a recent earthquake in the area that... Um, yeah, yeah. Sort of like loosens some stuff up. I'm not a drilling guy. We could call Adam up for that, but... Uh. <laughs> so then they found some and they went back and they were like, Hey, we want to buy this land like so we can go hunting more often. Just instead of having to rent it out from you guys, we will own it. And that's when Eli was like, are you sure you want it for the quail and not the oil? Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh-oh. Because he, he demands about like $10,000, which is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wants it for his church. Yeah. Because Eli's a preacher. And I did kind of like that. He like... The Church of the Third Revelation, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like that he, he like offered like... Uh, what was the main guy's name? Uh, Daniel? Daniel? Yeah, okay. Same name uh, as the actor. I know, that's why I thought it was wrong. <laughs> uh, Daniel was talking to the dad, and he was like, uh, how much would you want for this place? And then Eli said, like, how about $6 per acre? And then, which I think should have, like, would be, like, overpriced for what they were saying they wanted it for. Mm -hmm. And then Daniel was me, like, yeah, sounds like a deal. And I think Eli was able to kind of use that, like, oh, really? Yeah, no, you know about the oil then. Like, why in the world would you take that deal if you didn't? <laughs> and Daniel did not like that. He did not. Um, so they make an agreement, and then Daniel, to the side, decides to buy up all the area around as well. Yes. Um, except, and this is just a side note, uh, Jim Downey plays the guy that he talks to about buying all the land. And uh -huh. Jim Downey 
well-known SNL writer. Um, And (laughs) the main thing I know him for was a really funny SNL digital short uh, with Jonah Hill when he starts dating, (laughs) or Jonah Hill starts dating Andy Samberg's dad. (laughs) Jim Downey plays uh, Andy Samberg's dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Andy Samberg starts freaking out. (laughs) And Jonah Hill's like, oh man, you're just, you're acting just like your mom right now. (laughs) It's really funny. You should go watch it. (laughs) Um, And uh, so then uh, we get to watch Eli in his environment at church. And we're going to play a clip of that right now. Yeah. We'll just test. Okay. He's talking to a very old lady right now. You have arthritis, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Her voice is dumb. He had, he had four days to be here. That's pretty good. <laughs> ah, that was a good face. I, uh, <laughs> Daniel is watching <laughs> this scene play out, and he see. This is the where we get to like the root conflict of the movie, so to speak. Uh, sort of <laughs> between Daniel and Eli, uh, and I, in that <laughs> when they cut to Daniel, you can tell Daniel can spot like he 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 knows what this guy's selling. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he he does it himself, just not to that degree. <laughs> and uh, I guess this uh, ties into a just a critical point that I pointed out because I I wrote a paper in college about this movie Whoa. and I cited um, <laughs> James Christopher of the Times's review about this movie. And I'm gonna quote it now because I <laughs> I went back and read that paper. I made an A minus on it, by the way. Nice. Not to brag. there were some spelling errors (laughs) Um, he says that this movie is a biblical parable about America's failure to square religion and greed which you see that sort of coming to an end in this movie which you know uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that at all any more than what I've talked about it now or not I think you covered it pretty well (laughs) Patrick, you have not said anything for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Listening. (laughs) Do you have anything to add? Or what about that scene? They start dancing. It's funny. Did he get the arthritis out of uh, Mrs. Hunter's hands? I did find it funny. He was like, get it out of your hands. Now dance. See if she can dance. That's definitely proving it. (laughs) I was wanting to suck it out of her hands, like he was saying. Like, actually put her hands in his mouth. (laughs) I thought he was about to. I know. (laughs) And I was kind of let down that he didn't. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Daniel sort of integrates himself into the town. Or not really, he just he gives that speech at the beginning where I'll provide you guys bread. I'm going to bring a lot of business and infrastructure into this town. Was that before or after the like, well striking stuff? This is right before, because um, we have Eli who wants to bless the well. Yeah. Um, which this is like sort of the first, well, I guess the first crack is when he goes to the Sunday farm, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But 
Eli is like, I want to bless this well because that's going to like make my church look good. And, yeah. you know, obviously that's going to make your, uh, Derek, your business look good. Yeah. Also, just a side note of when Daniel Day-Lewis was giving that speech about the bread and stuff, he completely improvised that line, that whole speech. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot, apparently a lot of like the dialogue and stuff was, uh, um, he like kept it pretty loose on set. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this is another fun fact of mine. Sometimes they would film scenes three or four different times at different locations. And then just evaluate from there of which one they were going to put in. So it's a lot of, let's do it over here. Then let's do it over there. Oh, the fun. Get the script out of here. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess also worth noting that uh, the Sundays, Eli's not the only, Eli and Paul aren't the only kids. They have like, don't they have about uh, two other girls? Like they have two or three sisters yeah yeah mary is the one yeah. worth remembering uh so we go to uh basically oh. the, yeah yeah sorry we go to the like the ground or the they built the derrick and now they're gonna like you know put it into business and yeah. <laughs> the beforehand uh eli was like say this like uh to, he tells <laughs> daniel to say some like like he gives him specific orders and how he wants it yeah to go. and then he says what he's gonna say basically and then daniel takes that and, it's, and he just essentially says it yeah, yeah without blessing it at all he's like let's rub a dub dub thanks for the grub start it up buddy. Yep. <laughs> and they do and they like show uh eli's face and it's yeah. like <laughs> the slow like son of a bitch <laughs> like he's he's sort of smiling the whole time but it's still like a it's very forced yeah because <laughs> he knows what he's doing and he like he, he like credits mary instead of eli yeah too. yeah because um mary's like the the good one so to speak because she's i don't know if she has a thing for hw or not but like they're obviously friendly with each other yeah and uh, they start up the oil, Derek. And uh, there's Which, a... I have a note here. I just wrote down, Will startings are super boring and a letdown. There was cake. Uh, afterwards. But like but there, the was actual... cake, there was cake and juice? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> or cider, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> the actual, like, when he sent HW up there to, like, start it, I was like, oh, Ken, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Ken, they did not have TV or Game Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, games. They didn't have Game Boys. <laughs> I'm a Game Boy. <laughs> That's the first thing Patrick has contributed to the first five or ten. Now he's looking at his phone again. <laughs> so they started it. Let's see what time it was. I can see what time it is. I'll say what time it was at nighttime. <laughs> you were seeing what time it was at nighttime? Yeah, I was curious. Yeah, by curious. Try curious. Tri- what is try curious? Oh, yeah. You like all of them. You like all of them. <laughs> The last time I checked, there was only two genders. <laughs> I thought there was like a gender X you could put on your driver's license in some states. Gender X? Yeah. <laughs> Triple X. Um, and at the groundbreaking ceremony, uh, beforehand, HW was like, yeah, sometimes Mary's dad gets angry and hits her. When yeah. she doesn't pray. Yeah. And, like, that's a big uh, deal, though. It is a big deal. No, I get angry at Ken sometimes and hit him. Did you say that's not a big deal, or not a, or it is a big deal? I said it's not, but then I was making a joke about. Oh, so hitting. this is the second. This is the second time. I was the making first a joke about hitting Ken. Patrick has made a made a joke about abuse. The first time it was about spousal. This time it was about child abuse. So, which one's funnier? Uh, neither. I was, just, I was making a joke about Ken. But Daniel, like, um, uh, she runs up to, uh, she runs up to Daniel, and he's like, "You look good in your dress." Um, but and no more hitting, right? No more hitting. And then they do like a cut, and her dad's sitting right there, <laughs> <laughs> sort of shamed. <laughs> and Daniel just smiles and sort of looks over at him, yep. <laughs> which like um, <laughs> maybe not real. I wouldn't say decent thing of Daniel, but he's like, he's like, I'm fucking watching you, yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Sunday. <laughs> So we're like, even Daniel, like, not really great human being, recognizes uh, <laughs> that uh, hitting your kid's not cool. Yep. We're not advocating that here. Right, Patrick? No. Okay. Do you think, okay, do you think they, what day were they drilling on? Probably a Sunday. His name is Sunday? Yeah. And they probably had a Sunday's at the party. They didn't. 
They didn't. They okay. showed it. It was a cake. Yeah, but there could be Sundays too. We just didn't see it all. Why cool. would they have kept ice cream in out there in the middle of nowhere? They didn't have electricity. They made it on site. You dummy. I don't think you know how ice cream is made. Let alone uh, yeah. ice cream that's made in the Actually, like early just, 1900s. You just get ice and some salt and I guess cream. And you do all that stuff. You put some Butterfinger in it. Yeah, you got ice cream. <laughs> true story, though. <laughs> What's a true story? Ice cream. Ice cream's a true story. That's how you make it. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, uh, we're getting sort of to the halfway point of the movie now, uh, where things start going kind of wrong around the old well sites yeah another worker gets killed mm-hmm. how does this one die a uh, thing falls on his head but yeah. again yeah. <laughs> this one's a lot worse though it stabs through him yeah that's pretty sweet the other one was just big and heavy and fell on him mm-hmm. yeah this they, one... they didn't know he was in the well i don't think though well they were doing it at night too because the, yeah. the boss guy daniel well his friend daniel. Cut his uh was like, he was in the well but you guys need to tell each other when you're in the well idiots Idiots. What do you, the cellar, he referred to it as the cellar, which I thought was kind of just a yeah. interesting, like, pit. oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. The, I think yeah. it was the bit that fell This off. one was nominally yeah. safer than the last one, too, but yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> it had like a, it was upgraded, it had like actual machinery to it. Yeah. Like well, a, maybe if he had blessed it, maybe if you had blessed it. Just saying. <laughs> well, he says yep. that later, yeah, so they should, they should have done scene. it. We're going to get to that scene, because <laughs> guess what? There's what? A, a gas blowout, which yeah. is Yay. probably like the most visually stunning yeah. scene in the movie it was um, really cool uh, hw's hanging out around the, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the oil derrick he's like on the shed fun? he's looking into the into the where yeah the, where the ex- drilling bits are going then it explodes and yeah, it's um, pretty funny he goes deaf essentially which um, that was another just like but there's this really okay sorry you go ahead no, yeah, yeah, uh, th- that was just another like yeah this is super unsafe like all of this gas starts so not oil, but actual gas starts coming out of the well, yeah. and everyone starts kind of running up that way, and as they're running, Daniel starts yelling, like, put out that fire! And I was just yeah. kind of like, you you guys know, like, <laughs> gas think... comes out of these things. Well, like... then, well, at first, like, oil's coming out, and he gets he gets HW, and does yeah, this really yeah. long tracking shot yeah. of him running with um, HW. And it's the music. This is where the giant Greenwood scores. Like this is probably my favorite bit of music in the movie. I remember this part was the one where like it started out really cool, and I was a fan of it. And then and there's like thirty things going. It's pretty on. chaotic. It's like chaotic, but that's like the point, or that's what he's going for. I'm gonna read you. Just I would have had like back in black playing. Back in black. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been done. Anyway, uh, Johnny Greenwood, who was origi- who originally like sort of hesitant to compose, this is his first score, and he's since done quite a few since this. But mm-hmm. he's like I mentioned, he's the lead guitarist and uh, keyboardist for Radiohead, which is one of my favorite bands. And this is what he said on uh, composing the score. Why are you laughing? He made a funny face, and I saw it, and gave him a weird reaction, and that made him laugh. No, it was even making like I'm a bored face because no, no, I don't know what it was. Uh, This is uh, Johnny Greenwood on the score. I think it was about not necessarily just making period music, which very traditionally you would do. But okay, what what are you laughing about? Whatever he said, this wasn't about making period music. That would be nasty, though. He's going to gain some fans. <laughs> period is in like time period music. Although I know what he meant. Oh, I know. And there's little red lights on our mics. What are coming for? The people can see that. Should I even finish the quote? Yeah, you should. Get you get your laughing out of the way. You're not done yet, I can tell. <laughs> See, I can tell. I'm done. All right. I think it was not necessarily just making period music, which very traditionally you would do. But because they were very traditional orchestral sounds, I suppose that's what we hoped was a little unsettling. Even though you know all the sounds you're hearing are coming from very old technology. You could just do things with the classical orchestra that that do unsettle you, that are sort of slightly wrong. That you have some sort of undercurrent that's slightly sinister. So he was I think that's what he was going for. I get that you guys don't like the score at all, but he was sort of going for like a keep you on the edge of your I, 
toes I, sort of well, sound. I liked like the first 15 seconds of all of them. He was I, also going... There were some stretches where it was just sort of like... Like just a set sound where he was trying to build tension. And maybe... And maybe there's a lot of the stuff, like, like you guys said, where it was chaotic. And like, I don't necessarily have a problem with like the chaotic sound. Maybe... Maybe that just was like it being good was like the fact that it started out where I kind of liked it and then as it went further and further along I wasn't supposed to like it like yeah. Yeah. you see I, I originally this is a, sort of a, another tangent I didn't re- originally like Hans Zimmer's theme for the Joker in um, The Dark Knight where it's just sort of where it just sort of keeps going uh-huh. on like that for a while but it grew on me because uh-huh. I got what he was going for. I'm not trying to <laughs> say, hey, if I explain this to these guys, that means they'll like this. They'll actually discover that they actually like the music. I don't think I'd go that far. Yeah, but uh, I, I can see kind of what you're trying. Like, I see what you're saying about it was more intentional than I was smart enough to give it credit for. And I wouldn't even say it's just because you're <laughs> smart enough to get it. Um, he's nominated for a Grammy for it. I didn't know that. Um hmm. Uh, I don't know if he was he won the Oscar for it. I don't think he did. Oh no, he couldn't have because he sampled other oh, pieces okay. that he had used before. Uh-huh. Um, which our, my friend uh, or our friend Carter Jones and I were upset about that at the time because <laughs> I think we both really liked the score. I don't know if he still does. He could have changed his mind. I don't want to speak for him now. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, he gets he brings uh, HW back to his house and he's like, "Are are you okay? Are you okay?" And HW's like, "I can't hear my voice. Yep. I can't hear my voice." Which at that point you're like he's he's deaf because yeah. <laughs> a huge explosion just happened right next yeah. to him. So he's uh, Daniel's like I gotta go back and take care of this. Um, and then it's nighttime, which I fucking love this image of just the flaming because like you said the yeah it's, it catches on fire and the whole area is just lit by this flaming oil there. So the whole thing was like six or seven minutes. Does that sound about right? About then, yeah. Um, and just pretty much from when they started running out to like the initial explosion. To like him kind of the last shot of it kind of zooming in on his face mm-hmm. with the fire in the background yeah. like it just looked really cool the entire time yeah and, another, and being at nighttime yeah, another funny yeah. <laughs> sort of funny uh fact about the filming of this movie they were filming around the same area as no country fold men uh-huh. another movie that came out around the same time uh-huh. another critically acclaimed i don't know if you've seen that one is that the assassin one? the coen brother movie with javier bardem uh, Tommy Lee Jones. What's it about? Um, basically, this cowboy finds like some cartel money, and uh, this yeah, assassin basically starts. Yeah, he's a funny-looking yeah. guy. Yeah, he's got like a Dorothy I've, Hamill haircut. Um, I've heard about. It. I've never actually got to see it. That would be I've one, one that we watched. That I've, a, I've heard that's a good movie, though. This this one, that one, <laughs> that one, and this one were basically in the like Oscar. Like it was going to be a race between those two movies this year, two thousand seven. Huh. Was between this one and that one, and maybe What's if you like. Yeah, um, and the dark side of the Western. Uh, <laughs> but they were filming around the area at the exact same time. And when they were filming the oil explosion, uh-huh. <laughs> they apparently caught that on camera while they were over filming in the same area for No Country for Old Men. <laughs> so so they, see yeah, they had to just... wait like a day on No Country for Old Men to like, shot because like, the smoke was just coming up <laughs> from the background. Because they were filming, I guess, in just the same area of Texas at the, at the exact same time. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, and then uh, I guess it goes to the next morning where they're just putting out the fire, so to speak. With uh, were they like putting explosives in there to like stop it? For, so yeah, I, I think they were trying to. That's another Adam question, I guess, because I'm not sure exactly what. That yeah, is. I I think what they were trying to do was blow up the ground enough that it kind of covered it, and, and then air wasn't just, getting anymore, yeah. so the fire went out. Mm-hmm. That's what I would assume. Um, and just stop it from going to the surface. Paul, <laughs> I did not want that job. Paul Thomas Anderson told the. Uh, entertainment weekly that uh the fake oil because they obviously didn't use real yeah, oil yeah. in this movie because people would have died <laughs> uh the, it was the stuff that they put in chocolate milkshakes at mcdonald's <laughs> i was wondering how they did that yes yeah. i wonder if it tasted like chocolate i doubt it <laughs> it probably didn't taste very good but a be- a be- better than actual oil yes <laughs> um so yeah uh now hw is deaf which yeah problem <laughs> That seems like a. This is a. This brings me back to the question of: Do you think Daniel loves H.W. Um, or does he see him going deaf as like, I can't, I can't, I can't profit from him anymore. 
I, I, I don't think it's a kind of like binary situation. Like he, I do think he cared some, but then like you obviously can make the argument he, like semi understandably was like I have to leave you to actually go out and deal with the well right now. Like right. other people are in danger. Yeah, but like, like I think that's that, that's gonna go into why I think the movie's called There Will Be Blood. I'll probably go into that. But like later, later he doesn't. It shows why he didn't like just get rid. Like he didn't just like abandon. Well, even him. it could go. It could go to a point of Which we they didn't understand. Yet, but... He didn't. He does. He obviously doesn't understand how deafness works. Yeah, and um, I, 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 that can be played up to the period of the time where he 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 needs to send him somewhere because I can't I can't help him. Um, and like if the, if if the question is. Do I think he was capable of like raising him properly? No, like, <laughs> but I do think like he kind of cared for him some, and also saw at him as a way to make extra money. Yeah, um, I don't think it was like kind of a mutually exclusive thing right. for him. And we'll get to that near the end. I think that plays into why there's there's multiple interpretations of why it's called There Will Be Blood. Um, I have a couple. Uh, I don't know if you guys will, but we'll get to that near the end. Um, <laughs> What? Why did you laugh then? <laughs> because I looked at Patrick. Because <laughs> I have no idea why it's called but there will be blood. <laughs> well, I'll ask you what, what you why do you think that? We don't have you don't have to worry about that now, Patrick. <laughs> um, so then things have kind of calmed down. Now we have a mysterious stranger that shows up on yeah. the Plainview's doorstep who claims to be Henry. Henry, who is oh his, his brother. Yes. His wait, brother. wait. No, I remember. I wrote down the quote. I'm your brother from another, another mother. mother. Why was that the dialogue? I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny too. Well, he didn't say it like a joke. He said it like, <laughs> I'm your brother did. from another mother. See? <laughs> no, he didn't. He said that because he's a half brother. He... <laughs> what did I say? I'm your half brother. Like, yeah. Whoa. Maybe not have a term for that. I mean, obviously, these aren't. He's not like a well-educated dude. At the yeah. same time, it's just like I don't know. That just really brought me out of. I don't like... know. It didn't. I, I, it didn't hit me at all. <laughs> he's played by Kevin J. O'Connor, by the way, who's like a Paul Thomas. I think he. Well, I don't know if he's a regular. He's in um, the Master, but I assume Patrick would have recognized him because he's in the Mummy. Oh, is he the guy gets eaten by all the beetles? He's yeah, like, he's like oh, the guy. he plays the Patrick character essentially in that movie. He keeps he's betraying f- everyone. <laughs> he's funny in that movie. <laughs> he plays. Um, I thought I had recognized Denny. him, but I couldn't. I didn't. I wasn't confident enough to even think about it. He's though. in Speed Racer as well. Well, <laughs> he's like the guy who launches. I think he's the guy who launches snakes at people. I might, I might be remembering <laughs> that wrong. You watch that movie again. <laughs> Uh, but I, he, I, lo- I love him in the Mummy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't get the line, but he's when like the ship sinks and uh, O'Connor looks like all the horses are on my side, <laughs> and or or and, and or he says something to that effect, and uh, uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser's like, "Baby, look who's someone's on the wrong side of the river." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I like that movie a lot. I mean, it's not great, but it's really entertaining. Um, <laughs> And did you guys, did you guys care if he was actually his half brother or not? He provides proof that, no. like, he has a diary, and and he knows a lot of stuff that, like, someone who grew up in the same town as Daniel would know. And like and when like, he showed uh, up, I definitely like he has the same mustache. This that's the sign of <laughs> that's definitely the signs of familial familial bonds. <laughs> Like, I knew we were supposed to kind of be suspicious of him because, like, the timing was super suspicious and everything. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I really cared all that much. Yeah. Just like, new guy. I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't actually say that. But... Well, those two, like, they grow closer. And, yeah. um, this is HW. Closer would to you danger. S- would you say HW gets jealous? I don't know where this came from. Okay, so basically, HW sets their house on fire while they're sleeping. Yeah, next. But to he seems their like. Beds. But he seems like he's he's got it to a way where it goes straight for Henry's bed. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was going straight to the just. It was like, kind straight of, to the middle of the cabin. It like I see what you're saying. Like it was kind of closer to Henry's side. Mm-hmm. Like that well, the way he really the way quickly. he reacts to the fire going, it seems like he wasn't prepared for it to like go. That yeah, big. yeah. I think he's maybe just mad because he when can't I first hear. what I bet he's just mad he can't hear all mm-hmm. that built up. So why does he want to kill Daniel? 
I don't know. You just want to burn the house down. It's partially his dad's fault. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. So, but I, I mean, when I first saw the movie, I also questioned, like, why is he doing this? But the more I thought about it, or the, when I, I've watched it quite a few times, I try to watch him, and it seems like he's watching uh, Daniel and uh, Henry like bond in a way that they can't anymore. Uh huh. Um, and he obviously gets jealous of that. Uh, I can so I see I, that. It's very, it's more, it's gray. There's not like an answer to it specifically. Yeah. I, don't think. I would probably say he's uh, green with jealous rage. Not really funny. <laughs> funny that you quoted a movie that's funny, but. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, no, sorry. We apparently skipped the scene that I wrote notes on. <clears throat> okay. Um, Let's back up. I just thought it was really funny after, so it's after uh, H.W. becomes deaf and before uh, the brother shows up, Mm -hmm. uh, Eli goes to talk to Henry, or uh, to Daniel, to say, hey, all this wouldn't have happened if you would just let me. Oh, oh, yeah, we did forget that scene. (laughs) And um, Daniel. Daniel loses his shit. He does. Because. In a really funny way. Because he's very, he's. Throughout, we're, we get the sense that he's very sensitive about his son, or yes. protective to a degree. And he's like, your son would still be able to hear if you just let me. Yeah, that's and that's when he, he goes off. He starts slapping the shit out of him. Yep, and then he like drags him over and throws him in the mud. Yeah. And he's like, he's tearing him like a good one. And he's like, ah! like yeah, ah! <laughs> he's screaming really funny. And I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. It was something like, you're a healer, right? How come you haven't come over and healed my boy? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's about time. Yeah, and then he's throwing him in the mud, and then he tries to make him eat some. And um, as, as his co as his workers are just sort of watching, yeah, <laughs> not, not intervening at all. No, no. I mean, would you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so and then, and then uh, I guess after that is he, <laughs> there's another funny scene. Yeah, where, I, I think this okay, is what I wrote where down. He's, he goes back to the Sunday farm and he's like eating. Well, yeah, it just cuts to him the, the Sunday family eating dinner, <laughs> and then it does like a pan, and Eli is sitting at the end of the table, just covered in mud. Do you think they like? I was gonna bring this up. I didn't see my note. Do you think like anyone asked him, or he just sat down? <laughs> I think he mud just sat down. down and yep, no one yep. said anything. To yeah, him. yeah. But yeah, I just wrote down. You brought him here, <laughs> you stupid man. <laughs> but yeah, I also just wrote down clean up before dinner, at Eli. He, I, I thought that was really funny. God doesn't forgive stupid people. Because <laughs> he he attacks his dad basically because yeah. he's mad at him for bringing the plane used to town and essentially letting them walk all over them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we're back to the after the fire. <laughs> there, that's, another, that's three funny scenes in a row we're talking about where Daniel walks out of the flaming house. He sees HW standing there. And there's, oh, that's a great. there's just a pause, which I've had this situation with little kids and like animals. Like yeah, my cat actually, where you like stand it. You, you both know one of the other is angry. So it's like just this, there's just there's like this audible like tension between you two. And there's like a pause where they're just looking at each other, like. And then one run, one makes the first move, and essentially chases the other, and catches him. I'm sure that happened with my dad at some point too, where I made him angry, and oh, yeah, I thought yeah. I could get away, and he obviously caught me. Me and Patrick just going crapple, crapple. So at this point, Daniel's like, "Well, actually, we should." talk about this other scene <laughs> there's a lot of to unpack it in this movie as you can probably tell and i want to play another scene for you guys because i think it's really important to understand daniel as a character where we he's uh, been he's drinking with henry essentially yeah and um i can't remember what exactly leads to the conversation i'm just gonna play it and we'll talk about it afterwards Oh, they're ta- he's asking where H.W. came from. He's like, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You an angry man, Henry? Well, Are you envious? Do you get angry? I don't think so, no. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. 
succeeding. All my uh, failures have left me. Uh, I just don't care. Well, if it's in me, it's in you. There are times when I, when I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. about your boy. I didn't notice this the first time, but I I do like that there are little crickets in the background uh-huh. <laughs> and all those awkward pauses. Good times. We've had conversations like that before. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, just let me ramble. <laughs> but I do think that gets to the core of like Daniel, who he is as a person, of just general dislike of people. He just uh, and he he sees Henry and HW, I guess by extension, as blood. So there will be blood of like, these are his connections essentially to mm-hmm. all he has essentially. Uh, everything else is just, he sees, uh, he sees Eli like yeah, manipulating like the people and how easy people are able to like, you're able to walk over them, how incompetent humanity is in general. He just sees like nothing worth liking at all uh-huh. except in his kid and now his brother yeah which is why what happens later is why he becomes as angry as he is Mm -hmm. which i would argue is an interpretation um i also think daniel lewis is really good in that scene where it's just a quiet Uh like he's not shouting but obviously there's tension there yes yes. and uh a, a potential for violence so to speak um what do you guys think it was a good scene (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I knew you were that. <laughs> you think Daniel Day Lewis was good in this movie, Patrick? That was the brother? No, Daniel Day Lewis was the lead. His name is also Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Plainview. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I okay, mean. so after the fire, he's like, I can't handle HW anymore, so they decide to pull the old... Switcheroo. I have to go to the bathroom. Not really. I was going to say bamboozled. <laughs> uh, I have to go. No, he says I have to go talk no, to know. the train I was conductor. Just, I, was, yeah. I was picking a joke on Which we did that to Ken at one point. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Let you go ride all the way to Mississippi. <laughs> um, he uh, essentially is trying to send uh, HW to a school where, for the deaf where they can help him. Yeah. And. Uh, but you don't know that at the time. I thought you did know that because his friends on the, or not his friend. I keep saying his friend, but it's his uh, basically his business associate. Yeah. Who's, oh, maybe I didn't notice. Who seems to like handle all of his day to day stuff? Yeah, I don't know if I was aware. I thought he just abandoned him at that point. Uh-uh. I knew something was gonna. Like... No, he was on the train. He was like there holding holding HW yeah, yeah. on the train. I remember like they're on like San Francisco. I, I thought you didn't see him until, and maybe I just missed him in the background of the scene or something. But I thought you didn't see him until. The train started moving, and then H.W. figured out that uh, Daniel wasn't coming back, and then his business associate ran up and grabbed him and made sure he didn't get off the train. Oh. 
That's essentially what happened. He's like, his, I think he was on the, well, he might not have been on the train, but Daniel's like, I'm going to go to the, check this, yeah. I got to talk to the conductor. <laughs> to the deaf kid. Again. Yeah. <laughs> just sort of like he nods his head. Because <laughs> I guess he just knew, I'll be right back, essentially. And he, this train starts moving and HW starts freaking out. And then, yeah. This friend gets up, holds him down. Yep. And Daniel's just walking, not looking at, yeah. I guess he hears him yelling. Yes. Um, would you say he's sad that he's has to send him away? I think so. Again, I think this kind of gets back to, like, he does care some, because, like, if he didn't care at all, like, why would he feel the need to trick him into, like, yeah, thinking he was going with him and then, like, couldn't do it himself? Right. I, I support that, yeah, he does care about him, because obviously, as we'll talk about in the last scene, or his last scene with H.W., that uh-huh. was obviously, they cut back to a flashback of yeah, happier yeah. time, so to speak. But that'll be for the next episode because we are going to split this one in half because we've been talking for over an hour on this split one. Split it like a coconut. Like a coconut. Coconut. Do you split a coconut in half? I, I never have. I mean, you can. I've had coconuts before. My uncle has a coconut tree. Anyway, uh, so I guess uh, right now is the, the break. Uh, what's going to happen in the climax of the movie? We know, but do you? You do if you saw the movie. Yeah. And it's pretty exciting for me. Not for these two, but they're... Good. I had exciting parts. There's murder, times two, times three. Trains. There's trains. Oil. Oil. Pollution. Bowling. Bowling. Oh, yeah. Steak. Death. Steak. Throats being threatened to be cut. Mm-hmm. And... Sign language. Even, and sign language. Uh, and and Mary will probably pop up. She's Signing a, checks. She's everyone's favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Marriage, so, love. Uh, I guess whenever we decide to put part two out, uh, make sure to join us again for Uncultured Swines. My name's Tyler. My name's Ken. Yep, Patrick. And we'll <laughs> see you when we see you. See you on the other <laughs> side.